Hello, my name is Rebecca May Johnson. I'm a writer and cook, and this is my Substack. This week's newsletter is about why I love to have a pot of cream in the fridge, with recipes and eating notes from the week. A small pot of cream. Cream helps me to see how things can be brought into relation by being put in cream. When I put things, ingredients, in cream, they can have meaning because they are in cream. The flavours of the things I put in cream are coaxed out and magnified, but because of the cream, the flavours also become rounded. Cream gives flavours dimensions. They grow outwards and they grow rounder. Through growing outwards, they also touch the other things I've put into the cream and they roll all over each other. Cream is a dialectical mixing medium that brings out the essence of things and then synthesises them. Thank God. Thank God for the dialectical energy of cream, which has recently offered its services when I did not have the cognitive faculty to bring things into relation. A must for cooking. The past few weeks we have been at the end of everything. Sam's father died and we went away from home for a week so Sam could deal with a lifetime's objects with his brother and sister-in-law. We returned home at the weekend to a fridge containing a scant quantity of old food and a small pot of cream. There was no time to shop and we were all exhausted and the cream helped me realise how I could make a meal from what had seemed hopeless. Once a month, I put a small pot of cream in the shopping basket with no direct thought as to what I will use it for. It is good to know that cream is there, like a life ring next to the coastal path. Unopened, cream lasts for months. Even after being opened, if covered, it lasts for a long time in the fridge. When I have nervously lifted the lid of cream a month past its use-by date, expecting my hopes to be dashed, I have been met instead with pale sweet cream in good working order. Unexpected longevity is an important aspect of what makes cream feel miraculous when life is at a low ebb. The cream, which is still good against all odds, prevents me from catastrophizing, and acts against the feeling that there is nothing to cook. The sight of half a pot of cream nudges me into optimism. A few aged or dried mushrooms can become a rich sauce to have on toast with an egg, or even, as has occurred on more than one occasion, half a soft-boiled egg each. Bruised apples can be trimmed and cooked with sugar, and there's a pudding. And very often, a pasta sauce emerges too. Creme fraiche can have this function too, and sometimes I buy both, though I find cream a little more versatile in its uses. In the last week, cream provided aid on two occasions. The first was a pasta dish for four people and was intended to remind them a little of an Austrian-type Spätzle dish in terms of its general vibe. The cream helped me see how to make the best of some past its best chicory, 
a few bits of bacon and an assortment of ends of cheese and pasta. Caramelised chicory, smoked bacon and cheese pasta. Ingredients. Three heads of chicory. Three smoked streaky bacon rashers. Half a cup of double cream. 120 mils of milk. One onion finely sliced. Two garlic cloves finely chopped. One tablespoon of plain flour. 150 grams of grated cheese. Strong hard cheese. I had the end of some parmesan and some Cornish kern. Plus a little extra for putting on top, though that's optional. Olive oil and butter for cooking. 400 grams of pasta. A mix of several types I had to finish them off. How I made it. I brought ailing chicory back to life by trimming wilted leaves, washing and drying it, then cutting it into quarters lengthways, then caramelising it in a frying pan in two tablespoons of olive oil, then a little butter added in. In a separate pan, I cooked a few pieces of diced smoked bacon until crisp and then removed it from the pan. Then I turned the heat down and softened onion and then garlic in butter. I added a tablespoon of flour and stirred it in with the onions and cooked it for a minute. Then I added the half a cup of cream, the end of a carton of milk and let it bubble for a minute or two. Then I stirred in the grated cheese until it melted. Then I stirred in the bacon and the chicory that I cut up into one inch pieces and finally loosened the mixture with a little of the pasta cooking water before adding the cooked pasta and tossing it all in the pan together. Taste for seasoning and add salt and black pepper. Finally, I grated a little more cheese on top and put the pan under the grill until the cheese melted. Tomato and cream pasta, a 10 minute dish. On another day, when it was just me and Sam and we really felt there was nothing to eat, I made this. I had initially thought half a pack of wilted sprouting broccoli would be the focus of a sauce with cream and garlic and parmesan. But then, on a whim, I added in two plum tomatoes from a tin to the cream and garlic and felt the sauce was complete. And I served the broccoli, which I cooked until tender with the pasta, on the side. This dish takes 10 minutes, the time it takes to cook the pasta. Ingredients. Three to four tablespoons of double cream. 30 grams of unsalted butter. One tablespoon of olive oil. Three garlic cloves finely sliced. One heaped teaspoon of pepperoncino chilli paste. A hot and salty red chilli paste from Italy. You could use another chilli paste or half a teaspoon of chilli flakes. Two plum tomatoes from a tin, but not the juice. Cut into chunks with scissors in the pan when you're cooking them. Put the rest of the tin of tomatoes in a bowl covered in the fridge for another use. 50 grams of finely grated parmesan. 200 grams of pasta. I had a mixture of two types to finish them. How I made it. 
Put on a large frying pan with two litres of water to boil. When it's boiling, add a teaspoon of salt. In a frying pan, melt the butter with the olive oil. Add the garlic and cook until fragrant but still pale. Stir in the chilli paste to the butter. Add the plum tomatoes, but not the tomato liquid from the tin. Cut them up with scissors in the pan. Add the cream and allow it to bubble gently for a minute. Stir in the parmesan. Take a ladleful of the pasta cooking water whilst it's still cooking and add to the sauce. Shake the pan so it mixes in. Turn off the heat and taste for seasoning. When the pasta is cooked, save a cup of cooking water. Add the pasta to the frying pan with a few tablespoons of the cooking water if you like and an extra bit of butter. Toss well until coated. Add more cooking water if it seems dry. Serve immediately with extra cheese for the top if you have it. The salt in the pasta water will provide most of the seasoning you need, but add more if desired. Eating notes. When we were in London clearing out Sam's dad's flat, I tried bubble tea for the first time at the behest of my sister-in-law, Sarah. She had brown sugar flavour. I bought red bean milk tea flavour, which almost had the taste of peanut butter and had beans in it, as well as tapioca pearls. I enjoyed chewing the textures and the taste and am instantly craving another. Sam made salmon with a mushroom cream sauce, green beans and mashed potato at his grandparents' house. The mash was soft and buttery. We rarely eat it at home for some reason. I talked to Sam's grandmother, Anne, about what it is to write a second book. Her first novel, Rhine Journey, shortlisted for the Booker Prize in 1981, the year that Rushdie won, was one of the best books I read last year, a real masterpiece. We were surrounded by Nick's paintings while we ate. I had a Bon Maman chocolate mousse on the sofa. Extremely good. I listened to Ascenseur pour l'échafaud by Miles Davis while I cooked the dish with pasta and chicory above. One of my favourite albums. We found a CD of it among Sam's dad's things. Thanks for listening.